Bradley Beal and Devin Booker have four games together under their belt for the Phoenix Suns. On today's episode of Locked On Suns, we'll break down the early returns on that duo, what needs to happen between the two of them going forward, and our three rules for playing Bull Bull. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show. Wherever you get your podcasts, a big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen to Close out your week. Happy Friday. If it is your first time finding the show, just hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you are listening or watching. We're free and available everywhere, including YouTube. So when you hit that button, you get a new show in your feed every single Monday through Friday. Become an everydayer. Get locked on to the Phoenix Suns right along with me every day, all season long. Today's show brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We'll have more from LinkedIn later on in the show. Four games may not sound like a lot, but for this Suns group and for Booker and Beal in particular, it is the only evidence we have, and it is... Enough games where I think we can see some trends, so let's look at those trends. The four games date back to last Friday against the Charlotte Hornets. I'm sure you know, the record is 3-1. and one. The only loss was to the Clippers on Wednesday night. Bradley Beal has 20-plus in three of those games. Devin Booker has had a little bit of a weirder go of it. Um, Booker, I mean, really since that Lakers game, I don't know what's been going on. But in these four games, he had 35 against Charlotte. He had 35 against the Clippers. But in between, he had two games where he shot worse than 50% from the field and did not tally a lot of assists or get to the line much. So it is still very up and down for Devin Booker this season, and that's been more of the same with Beal. But statistically, the two of them together have a 121.5 offensive rating and a 121 defensive rating. That probably backs up what you've seen. Honestly, the offense should be better. And I know, of course, that a couple of those games were without Durant, but still, the offense should probably be better than a 121.5 offensive rating. The longer this season goes, the clearer and clearer it gets that Durant is the guy the Suns cannot survive without. That is, well... I mean, in the one hand, you would probably say that that's disappointing, period. You shouldn't have one guy that you depend upon that much when you have a team built this way. 
I understand that he's the least replaceable, right? Because of his size, because of his versatility, because of his, he's the best defender of the three. That's part of it. But this duo needs to get better even in games when Durant is not playing, in minutes when Durant is not playing. There's only one of him. And they they built the team this way so that they were not so dependent on one or two guys. That is what killed them last postseason. That is even what killed them at times with the Booker and Chris Paul duo. It's just not a, rep, a recipe for success. But within the numbers of the big picture, teams are parading to the rim against Phoenix. Okay? They are they're just getting shots at the basket at will. But at the same time, part of that defensive rating, the bad luck that the Suns are getting, is that teams are making a lot of threes against them. Okay, so that should even out. This duo, when it is on the court together, Booker and Beal, they're limiting transition opportunities. And the main reason why is that one positive thing is when Booker and Beal have played together so far, they don't turn the ball over quite as much as the Suns had prior to this stretch. So that means they're not giving opponents free paths to the basket by coughing the ball up. They're also making a lot of shots, and that means teams aren't going to be able to run off of you know, the missed clink off the backboard, clink off the rim, and it's off to the races. Offensively, their shot diet is predictable. It's what you would expect. They're taking a ton of mid-range jumpers. Now, that's not a problem in and of itself, but again, when you think about the reasons that the Suns changed the roster the way that they did and went this route is to get a little bit more balanced. And this is another area that they are so reliant on Durant. It's not to say that Durant does not get his fair take his fair share of mid-rangers. Of course he does. But he also gets to the free throw line. And he's been take he's been getting to the basket more this season than past seasons. <clears throat> so he doesn't fix this, but you could imagine a world where there's at least a little bit more balance. When it's just Booker and Beal, so far, it has just been a lot of pull-up mid-range jumpers. So what can change, or what can continue to improve? Because it is a very small sample, you know? I think it's, of course, I could give you a lot of these same numbers tomorrow after the Suns play the Heat, and maybe you could tell a different story with it. But I'm not just throwing numbers at you. I'm trying to contextualize it because it backs up a lot of what we're watching and what we know about this team, what we know about Devin Booker for years and years. Lineup-wise, one thing that jumps out to me is that the Booker, Beal, Durant, Nurkic, Nasir Little five-man unit was really good in a very small sample. I don't want to go back on what I have been saying and emphasized heavily in the Clippers recap show, which you can watch and listen to wherever you're finding this episode. 
because the Suns are a small team. Right now, that is their path to winning. Their identity is to outscore the opponent. But that is because of the simple fact that none of their wings have hit. They need one of their wings, at least one of their wings, to hit. Or it will very quickly become panic mode on the trade market. In order to get their season back on track and win games and develop chemistry, playing small and scoring a bunch is necessary. To win a championship, one of the wings needs to hit. And I'll leave it at that. Back to Booker and Beal, the rim and threes, the the Mori ball mentality needs to be there for this team. I know you cannot change what a player fundamentally is. A lot of star players take a lot of mid-range shots, even though you know we all think of this era as not having that. We do. The best players take mid-range shots. This team may take more of them than some, but it's fine. It's livable. As much as possible, though, especially when this team gets the ball moving and is playing with the kind of full-court and half-court pace that they want to play with, there are open threes. Take them. All three, but especially Booker and Beal, and Booker and Beal in particular, get to the rim. Beat your man downhill. Don't settle for mid-range shots because good things happen when you get all the way into the paint. You're going to create more shots for your teammates that way. You are going to get free throw attempts more consistently that way. And at the end of the day, even if a mid-range shot is a high high percentage look for those guys, a dunk and a layup is an even higher percentage look. And last but not least, these two guys need to play better defense. They call look, they call out the overall team mishaps. And I don't think they're taking they're avoiding blame or shirking blame. I, I think that they're calling themselves out when they say that. But at some point, it, it's not just about identifying it and calling it out. Devin Booker impressed the hell out of all of us last postseason. Yes, because his efficiency was out of this world. But more even than that was the two-way ability. And that just hasn't been there this year. He's defending the third-best perimeter player most nights. Beal is undersized and coming back from multiple injuries. At some point, that switch needs to flip. And those guys need to be part of the defensive solution or it's not going to happen for this team. That's just the reality of the situation. Next up, three rules for playing bowl bowl. What needs to happen for him to be successful? We'll get to it next. First, today's show brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? And LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn 
isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. I was hired through a LinkedIn job posting at my day job, writing about sports media and sports business for the website Awful Announcing. I knew what they wanted. I knew what the salary was going to be. I knew who the managers were that were in charge. And it's a pretty small business, you know. Without LinkedIn, I don't think I would have been connected with them. I don't think I would have pursued the job. And it's been a great fit. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that they might not have the time or resources to hire. So you can go through them and the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Let's talk about Bull Bull and what needs to happen for him to be successful, for him to be insulated and protected. And effective. First, want to remind everybody to join the Locked On Suns Insider Text Alerts, where you get my first reaction to all Suns news, exclusive game day content and observations, and exclusive video breakdowns delivered directly to your phone. Plus, you can respond one-on-one and have conversations directly with me via text message. All of that goes directly to your phone. I'm excited to have you be part of the Locked On Suns Insiders, so join now and be in the know all the time. Just click the link in the show description right down below, or visit joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Suns. That's joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Suns. Rule number one for playing Bull Bull. Surround him with size and with playmaking, okay? He's not going to be a great rebounder, right? Because he's a thin guy. He has a very high center of gravity. He can be knocked out of the way. Unless a rebound lands right in his lap, it's unlikely that it's going to get to him. Boxing out and forcing, shoving guys out of the way, that's not his game. So, I just think that there's very few matchups where he can play center, and I'll get to that in a second. The playmaking part is, that I don't think you want the ball in his hands too much. I think there were a couple possessions in the past few games when he's played where he got the ball on the short roll after setting a screen or slipping a screen. And he obviously has the the passing ability and sort of the, the comfort with the ball in his hands to do that, but you don't want him to have to. I think he's best equipped when he's either catching the ball right around the rim to finish or when he does have to kind of make a pass, make a read, that it's really behind the three-point line, right? Just sort of keeping the ball moving, going into a dribble handoff, whatever the case may be. You don't want him to have to be dribbling. You don't want him to have to be, you know, initiating anything. Like, he's he's a big man. That's just not what anybody should be doing, even if it's tantalizing that he kind of can. And so I think, I mean, 
I said yesterday with the Clippers game that he was filling the KD role. I'd also be interested to see what happens if you put KD out there with him, right? So last night against the Clippers, I'm recording this on Thursday, maybe you, instead of Gordon in the future, I mean, it literally could be against the Clippers next Monday. <clears throat> maybe instead of Gordon, it's Durant. Maybe instead of Allen, it's Durant and then Booker and Beal. And that way, obviously Durant's not going to be a huge help in the way of, you know, really bodying a bunch of opposing centers. But at the very least, there's there's more size. Durant can potentially be the primary matchup for certain centers. And then playmaking-wise, Bull is very clearly the fifth guy. He's It's interesting, though, because when you say that, what you get to very quickly is that he sort of has to be on the court with great players because when he's on the court with lesser players, suddenly his involvement escalates and that's where you run into some trouble. So I'm not saying all of this is permanent, but right now that's where things stand. And so I would expect to see him honestly play with the best guys on the team pretty consistently rather than the, the normal bench units. Number two, watch out for big bodies. That's similar to what I've already been saying about how the Suns need to approach their lineups, but it's also about who you want to play him against. You can't reasonably expect that Bol Bol is going to guard <coughs> Nikola Jokic, that he is going to guard Carl Anthony Towns, that he is going to guard DeMontis Sabonis or Jonas Valanciunas, or even rim runners like Anthony Davis or Derek Lively, right? There are very few centers that he can reasonably match up with. You know, looking in the West, I would say, you know, I guess whoever's playing center for the Warriors, not super terrified of that. I think Gobert, he could maybe do it. I think Chet Holmgren, he can handle not like he's going to stop those guys, but the physicality and, and, and strength of those players is not going to be a, no, a non-starter the way that those other guys would be. And then last but not least, uh, be prepared to abort. You know, obviously, it's been two games. Um, but, you know, I, I've referenced this before. I, I don't mean, I don't say it to just rain on anybody's parade or be negative, but... Here are the minutes that Bulbul played for Orlando last season, even with his by far most games played 70 as a pro in any, in any given season. 20 minutes per game in October, 30 in November, 25 in December, and then from then on, 18 in January, 16 in February, 13 in March. He was playing, but his minutes decreased, decreased, decreased as the season went along, which coincided with Orlando getting healthy and Orlando playing more winning basketball. You don't want that trend to be there. You want him to find a role that he can excel in, and the first two steps, I think, can help get there. But if it's not working, you gotta, you got to bail on it. Not permanently, but I'm saying even within a game, right? He is going to turn the ball over. He is going to give up offensive rebounds. He is going to 
screw up defensive coverages and make mistakes. That's not just because of his limitations as a player. He's also 24 and has not played a lot of basketball since high school. You know, real competitive basketball. This guy has played 1,891 minutes in five NBA seasons as a professional. Kevin Durant is already more than halfway there this season. Okay? That's what we're talking about here. So you got to be ready to to just leave it alone if it's not working. And I think Frank Vogel will be because we've already seen that this year. Let's break down what's coming the Suns' way in the form of the Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies, two very similar opponents who will really test the Suns' offensive execution over the weekend. First, today's show brought to you by BetterHelp. I have benefited from therapy plenty, and around New Year's, we all tend to get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just focusing on and expanding our good habits, what we're already doing right. That's the biggest thing I've learned. I've bounced around several therapists, which better help is flexible enough to allow you to do if the first one and subsequent therapists don't necessarily fit you perfectly. But through all of it, it's not always about a big, scary thing that happened in your life. Something, one inciting instance or event that says, I have to go figure something out now. No, it can be about coping skills, setting boundaries, being the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, try it out, and again, switch therapists at any time if needed for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash NBA. Today's show also brought to you by Hungry Root. Trying to eat a little healthier in 2024? Hungry Root is here. Hungry Root <laughs> to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. There are two main things that Hungry Root provides. Health. They support major diets and lifestyles like gluten-free, vegan, dairy free, low-carb, and others, and value. You save money, reduce food waste, save time on grocery and meal planning, and, of course, we got a deal for you. 40% off and free veggies for life with feed discount code LOCKEDONNBA. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. They'll ask what flavors you like, what appliances you use to cook, and what your preferences are. Hungry Root will then recommend recipes and groceries based on your tastes. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. The best part is Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Spend less time meal planning, shopping, and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. Again, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA listeners 
40% off your free first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash on to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies as well. HungryRoot.com slash on. Use that link so they know we sent you. All right, let's close out the show here. A few quick thoughts on Suns Heat and Suns Grizzlies. Don't forget the Suns play the Heat tonight at 7 Pacific. Catch every basket of the hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Suns. The Suns play the Heat. Search Suns on the SXM app to hear John Bloom and Tim Kempton on the call. <coughs> These are two big defensive tests for the Suns. Miami is third in defense over the past two weeks. Memphis is ninth. No Jimmy Butler for the Heat. The offense is going to be a a concern for them whenever that's the case. And it's the same for Memphis. Even with Ja Morant, they have just a 112.7 offensive rating when he's on the court this year. That is just not, frankly, very good. So he won them a couple of games right when he came back, but they are still running up against the limitations of their offense as a roster. Still, both of these teams are going to try to ground these games to a halt, make things very difficult for the Suns, and hope that they can force Phoenix into enough mistakes and misses that even with low-scoring offenses themselves, they give themselves a chance to win. These are not going to be easy games, but they are more opportunities for the Suns to pick up two big home wins. I don't know what the deal is with the Suns at home this year. It sucks for all of us who go to these games. They are 10-10 and at home after losing to the Clippers on Wednesday. But if we're looking at why the Suns can win, which they can and they should, I think they'll be favored in both games, Miami and Memphis are also very small teams, just like the Suns. So they shouldn't be able to necessarily expose the Suns like the Clippers or the Magic even, in a a way. Whatever example you want to pick. They don't have positional size, right? Miami, you know, the other night without Butler in the game, they played uh, against the Lakers, who was... In their rotation, you had Nikola Jovic playing the four, the guy that they didn't trade for Lillard, Hawkes, Duncan Robinson, Josh Richardson. They play a lot of wings. They don't have a bunch of 6'10 guys like some teams do. So the Suns can defend their players without having to adjust their whole identity. You know, in the starting lineup, you know, Booker can defend Hawkes and Durant can defend Jovic and Beal can try to do his best to guard Hero and and whatever, Kyle Lowry. Same with the Grizzlies. You know, they have Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain and John Morant and Vince Williams as their their starters. All those guys are 6'5", 6'4", and smaller. That's not a big team. I guess they're starting Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson at the four. So maybe, you know, okay. But they close usually small. And, oh, Vince Williams is hurt. We'll see if he plays Sunday. Backup 
big men is also another area that's going to be interesting here because Jaron is basically the Grizzlies' backup center, and Kevin Love is basically the Heat's backup center. Where I'm going with that is, might be more bull bull minutes. I, I don't, you never know, but, you know, unless Jaron is at the peak of his powers and playing really physically, which is not all the time, I think bull can hang. And with Kevin Love, he's really just there to set screens and, and pop out and kind of, you know, be a dribble handoff hub and things like that. So bull can be involved there. But as I said, when I mentioned jaw, when I mentioned hero, the case for the Suns losing and not even being able to beat paltry offensive teams here is that both of these, these teams have good perimeter creators in jaw and in hero that are going to test the Suns. This, especially jaw, is exactly the type of team that we all worried about back when the Suns finished building their roster and it became clear that point of attack defense, unless Josh Okogie magically became a good offensive player, was going to be a struggle. It has been a struggle. I mentioned at the very beginning of this show how teams are waltzing to the basket when Booker and Beal are on the court because those guys have not put up enough resistance. I don't expect Grayson Allen to be able to guard John Morant or Tyler Hero all that effectively. Um, maybe a Kogi has to play, and, and it's one of those where he's able to be a difference maker. Maybe Jordan Goodwin comes back into the rotation. But you would have to hope that the Suns find some sort of answer and don't have to shake up their whole rotation just because of an opponent's talent. That's not how good teams win. Good teams win by their best players getting the job done. And I think that's another way this weekend series will test the Suns. Enjoy the games. It appears we will be getting Durant back on Friday. So another game of all three stars playing together. Let's hope that continues. Two interesting tests, as I just said. And a lot to get to the next time we talk, which will be Sunday night. Maybe Monday morning, depending on uh, my sister's 18th birthday party and how that wraps up, but Brandon Duenas will be joining us, as he always does, to recap these games and kick the next week off. So hit follow or subscribe wherever you're finding the show. Get that show and all the rest next week in your feed, and I will catch you guys next time.